1: Welcome to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. On each and every episode, Brian talks with coaches, athletes, and performers in all arenas who are putting into practice the principles of peak performance that will help you close the gap from where you are to where you want to be, to help you become a master of the mental game, and to help you start dominating the day.
0: Of Mississippi 2009 Southeastern Conference champions. Uh, Coach Bianco, let's talk a little bit about the mental game of baseball. If if I were to ask you to talk about the mental game of baseball, what would you say?
1: Well, um, Brian, uh, you know, my history with the mental game goes all the way back to my days at LSU and uh, and, uh, playing and coaching uh, with the legendary uh, Skip Burtman. And, you know, Coach Burton was so so ahead of his uh, time. I remember he brought in uh, your mentor, Ken Revisa, you know, back in somewhere in the mid-'90s, 95, 96. And uh, that was the first, I think, uh, taste, if you will, of the mental game that, that I've ever gotten. And it was so interesting to me because – You know, baseball, like other sports, evolve. And, uh, you know, I remember when weights weren't a big deal in baseball, and now they're a tremendous deal. And now we look at nutrition and rehab and prehab and all these different things. Uh, You know, I think for a baseball program now, if – if you don't have some type of mental game component, you're, you're really missing it. You're 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 missing what's going on, and it's not just I say it's cutting edge, but I don't mean that it's smoke and mirrors. It's 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 something to me is as important as you know weight training and base running and bullpens and batting practice. There's got to be time spent every day, you know, on the mental game, and uh, anybody can do it. It's very inexpensive, and for uh, get professionals like you that you know that are out there that make it so easy, and now with the the Access to the internet and the podcasts and you know emails and downloads on your MP3 player. There, there's it's so available. There's really no excuse. And so uh, I think it's made a difference. I think you've made a tremendous difference in our program when uh, we called upon you five years ago. Uh, ironically, well, maybe not so ironically or coincidentally, you know, 2009 we won the Southeastern Conference championship, and that was the first year that that we used your services. And and I don't think there's a kid on that team or a member of that coaching staff or equipment manager trainer uh, that didn't think that you had a tremendous impact you know on that team as much as any other coach you know the, from the strength coach uh, to the pitching coach and so uh, we we're, we're certainly believers in the mental game uh, but you know it's it's something that you know i've've I've learned and tried to develop a system here you know for the mental game uh, and obviously you've helped you know tremendously with that and I think it makes a difference in our program every single day
0: you know we try to talk about <clears throat> systems and how systems can be repeated over time. You know Jim Collins who wrote the book Good to Great says that to be consistent over time you have to be able to describe what you do as a process. Right. And coming from the Skip Burman system of how you run the entire baseball program, the mental conditioning system is is 4 rip 3. Right. teens recognize, release, refocus, mental imagery, present process positive. Could you talk a little bit about the 4 rip 3 system and and how you use that at Ole
1: Miss? Well, uh, I think it's so simple, and the way that uh, you've broken it down into the four rip three, I think uh, for the for the players. Uh, it's so easy for them to understand. The, a lot of them had this routine. I think that's kind of the scary part: is people, you know, get you know, like this is some fancy thing. But most of the players and most of the good players, they have routines. They just didn't know they had them before. And what you're trying to do is to get get them to identify them, realize what their routines are, and realize when they're not in their, you know, not you know, they're not doing their routines, and why uh, when things happen that are out of their control, and, and bad things happen in the game, which they do. We always talk about baseball. Is a game of adversity, and it's a team that handles the adversity. So when you don't get the call from the umpire, or you make the good pitch, but the hitter gets a base hit anyway, or if you're the, you know, you're the infielder and uh, you get a tough hop, and you know, there's so many bad things that happen in the game. How do you handle it? And a lot of times, when you don't handle it well, we use. From a phrase that uh, you know, 've taught us is you have red lights going on and and when those red lights are going on, a lot of times you get out of your routine and and uh, the guys need to be able to step back, step out of the box step out of the step off the pitch and rubber, and use a release. You know, take a deep breath, get back into that present moment, because as we know, how do you handle the adversity? Everybody knows there's adversity, but you got to be able to handle it. And your system, the four rip three, gives you uh, a way of handling it and getting back into that present moment. You know, for years they talked about you know being in the zone, and and most athletes have been in that zone, in that present moment where things just seem to come so easy and success uh, comes so easy. You know, the the real challenge is. How can you be in that present moment, in that zone, if you will, uh, more often? And when you get out, how can you get back into it quickly so you don't fall into a slump, so you don't have the – if you're the pitcher, give up the beginning. How can you get back into those you know moments? And uh, your system allows them to get back into those moments. And, and to me, uh, the players that uh, use you know the system, our team and other teams, you can tell that they, they handle the game a lot better uh, because the game is, is a tough game. Game. It's, a, it's, a, it's a relentless game, and you got to be able to handle it, and uh, you've given us uh, you know, a way to handle it.
0: You talk about some, some players who have a system to be able to handle some of the failure and the adversity that's built into the game, and I know you know at, at Old Miss there's been players who come in here, every player comes in here with high expectations, they're the superstar at their high school, they're an all-state player, sure. or they're not coming to Old Miss. And when they come in here, Sometimes they fall short, I think, of their expectations, maybe even your expectations. And In the last five years, I think there's been players that have almost turned a career around based off of some of the stuff that they have done in the system with the mental game. What are some of the experiences you've had with players that have taken that next jump, whether it's from being a number seven guy in in a bullpen to being a weekend starter, or a guy just becoming more consistent?
1: Well, I think that's one of the frustrating things as coaches and why a lot of us I think when we start to use the mental game and as we learn uh, from somebody like yourself uh, and have a mentor that can teach us the mental game uh, it makes our job a lot easier because one of the things I think is a a frustration of coaches is you know, why isn't this guy having success or why can't this guy get it or why can't he be consistent you know, uh, he has the stuff he's a pitcher that has a great fastball command, Uh, he has a good breaking ball, he has a good changeup, but he doesn't win. You know, what, 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 why is that, and why does this other guy, that may be less talented, has success? And a lot of times, that answer is because one's mentally better than the other. And why does this hitter uh, that seems to swing well in batting practice, or or to. to to do it in inter-squad games, but once you cross the lines, when you put the uniform on, he's a different player. We've all coached those types of players. And a lot of times we just push it back on them. You know, one day it'll click. Uh, I think, you know, teaching them the mental game, giving them some type of tool – you know, to, to to be able to to use their ability their abilities um better and more consistently it's it's a neat thing you know as a coach to watch and you know and I've seen it I've seen so many freshmen come into the program where they've always been the star they've always been the number one guy the number one pitcher the three hole hitter or you know the starting shortstop and they've never been challenged a lot but you know when you when you play for Ole Miss and you're playing in a southeastern conference there's always competition and so it's it's not uh, uh Unfamiliar to see a pitcher that was always a, an ace, and maybe a guy that turned down a lot of money in the draft show up on campus and look around and he went instantly from being the number one to maybe in his mind you know the number seven you know and and what happens is they pitch differently. You know, they, they do things uh, that are not normal for them. And then, of course, they don't have the success and they wonder why. And it's because, you know, they don't think mentally the same way as they did when they were in high school in Birmingham or uh, Orlando, Florida, or Dallas, Texas. You know, they, they, they think differently. And I think what the mental game does is it brings them back, you know, to that present moment focus and think about the things that, that make you you know successful. Those, you know, uh, you know we call them, you know, those, the, the pre-pitch thought, And the final thought before you get on the mound, the final thought before you step into the box, things that you did naturally and maybe were unaware of, you know, before. But now you get here and all of a sudden you look the same, but you don't think the same. You don't think the same way as you did in high school. And one of the goals in now that we have the tools with the mental game is to get those kids back to those, those similar thoughts and those similar feelings. And if mechanically and fundamentally they're the same guy as, as they were, the difference is they don't think the same. And one of the things we want to do is get them you know, uh, thinking confident, confidently again and, and getting that swagger back because you know sometimes that, that was the biggest thing that made them a star back in high school.
0: You mentioned a couple times mental imagery and visualization, and them being able to see themselves play at a higher level because they can't outperform their self image and they've got to be able to visualize it first before it will happen in reality. Could you talk a little bit about mental imagery and visualization and how you use that in your program and how you've seen it used back when you were at LSU? and why that's an effective tool for coaches to
1: use? Well, you know, we're, we're believers that, uh, you know, anything that you vividly imagine, that you believe in, that you sincerely you know, believe in, that you ardently desire and you enthusiastically act upon every single day must come to pass. The mind can't tell the difference uh, between something that really happened and something that you vividly imagine, especially if your imagery is good especially if your imagery is in color, crisp, high definition using you know, you know, today's you know, terms, you know, the better that you can think it. You know, thoughts become things. And uh, you know, the people that think good thoughts, it's amazing. Good things happen to them. And so we're big believers in the imagery and uh, in the positive imagery, to see yourself making the pitch, see yourself getting the hit, see yourself making the play, see yourself being a champion. And what do you look like? What's your body language look like? What are your thoughts? You know, and a lot of kids again thought thought that way and acted that way just a year ago, or two years ago, or three years ago in high school. But something changed, and all of a sudden their body language changed, their their mindset, and the, the thoughts that go into their mind. And all of a sudden, when they thought they could never get out, now they don't know if they're ever going to get a hit again. And why? You know, there, there's people that succeed at this level and continue to, to succeed, and, and imagery is a big part of it. Uh, but, but you know, the, the player has to buy into it, and they have to understand. And now when you look around and you know about not just in baseball but so many other sports, it's such a a performance enhancer. Uh, to be able to visualize things. And we go as far as guys that aren't in the game taking what we call mental ABs. Guys that are sitting in the dugout that aren't going to get in this game or may not get in this game until late. But if they can sit in the dugout and somewhere in the lineup act as if they're batting. Actually have that same at bat, the same pitches thrown to them. If they're really visualizing and having that at bat, it's like they had the bat in the game anyway. And so when he comes up to pinch it in the ninth inning a lot of people say well you know he's he's sitting on the bench for three hours and he's cold well hopefully he's not feeling that way hopefully he feels that he's been in this game he's already had three at bats and the same with the pitchers so once they go to the bullpen they've already seen the lineup they've already been through those things and we think you know that it's such an enhancer to the performance and what other choice do you have but to just sit there and do nothing and so if we really are trying to be excellent you know we want to take every advantage possible
0: You talk a lot about systems and routines and coming from LSU and and Skip having the system there and now bringing that into Old Miss. For for the coaches that are going to be reading this and watching this, can you talk, maybe even outside of mental game, but just from a whole program standpoint about the system and the importance of being systematic in your approach to what you do on a yearly and even on a daily basis?
1: Well... It, it is who we are. It is who I am. You know, I'm very fortunate and blessed to to have played at LSU under Coach Burtman and then coach under Coach Burtman. I uh, was there as a coach for five years. We won three national championships. And, uh, you know, uh, the timing was perfect, you know, perfect time for college baseball to be you know, there uh, in Baton Rouge and, and working for Coach Burtman. But, you know, the, the thing it's it's kind of hard to speak upon is what other people do because, you know, I coached in that system, and it's hard for me to imagine not having a plan every single day. Not every, to not have a plan in everything that you do, from recruiting to practice to what you're trying to accomplish on a daily basis. You know, uh, that's how I grew up. That's how I learned. Uh, I understand talking to other people. And some people just wing it. Uh, and that may feel easy, and that may feel like it's less stressful. It may feel at times where um, it's a, it's a easier or uh, better way to do it, less complicated. But the truth is, I think I feel more stressed when I'm not organized. I think I feel more stressed uh, when I haven't planned out the practice, the day, the week, the year, uh, when we kind of go in blind, winging it, so to speak. Uh, I, and I think our players feel that. I think the players you know, appreciate the practice schedule, the pitching schedule, the weightlifting schedule. I think they appreciate the itinerary and the time that it's spent to, to do that. And and in that structure, I think a lot of times is there's a misnomer out there that players and, and, and young people and, and student athletes don't want structure. I think they're starving for structure. I think they they've grow, grew up in a a a, uh, a a time in in society where you can always press the reset button. You can can just veg out on the couch and get on your iPhone. Or iPad, and, and, um, and, and because l- things can happen so quickly through the internet and other things, you can make up sometimes for your mistakes. And, and, uh, and I think uh, when they get into a program like ours, where it is systematic, where there is structure, there's a plan, it's thought out, uh, I think they feel a comfort. I think they feel less stressed. I think they feel more prepared. And ultimately, we think it's the best thing for their performance.
0: Starving for structure. Love it. I think that's something that uh, you said that, you know, I think athletes today need structure. They need the discipline. And they want it. Mm -hmm. And they're not always getting it at home. And I think sometimes that's something that you as a coach, not only are you trying to teach them how to play the game of baseball, but you're also teaching them how to live, how to be okay. better men. Because even though you're at the University of Mississippi and you're going to have players like Drew Pomerantz, who's drafted in the fifth round or fifth pick overall in the first round and goes on to the major leagues, and you've got plenty of players that go there and do make a living playing baseball, the percentage, and it's probably close to 90% of the players that you coach, will not make a living playing sure. baseball. So can you address just the importance of kind of that bigger picture of being a college coach and a teacher and really trying to teach? How to live through the game of baseball?
1: Well, I think it's twofold. You know, you're talking about the life skills. You're you're talking about the lifestyle that we talked about earlier, and our core covenants of Rebs you know, being relentless, excellent belief, and selfless. And these are things that don't just help the the student athlete. On the playing field, but it also helps them in their everyday life. It helps them in the classroom. It helps them in the community. It helps them in their personal relationships, in, in their family and girlfriends, and everything else. Hopefully, it's going to help them be a better father and a better husband. Uh, that's that's what it's out, all about. You know, we're, we're we're hopefully you know affecting kids and, and changing lives and, and giving them you know hopefully what I got you know out of college baseball, you know, growing up. And so, yes, I think that's one side of the coin where they they learn those things that that are going to help them later in life. But the other thing and and to be totally honest with you, the community service, we want to give back. You know, we're fortunate here at Ole Miss where we average about 8,000 people a game in a community that only has 15,000 people. It only has 15,000 residents, but we average 8,000. So that means half the people in Oxford are coming to the baseball games. We want to give back to that community that makes this the greatest college baseball atmosphere in the country. But in return, I'm a little selfish as a coach because I know when our kids go read at schools, when our kids go and mentor little kids and and, and, uh, give back to the the food pantry and and love packs and do certain things like that in the community to make the community better, our kids in return – feel better about themselves, you know, and, and we all talked about it's better to give than to receive. That's true, and everybody knows that. It's, it's much better to give the Christmas present, you know, now that you're 18 to 22 years old than to receive the present. It's, it's, it's neat to see the faces and the, the kids that they can touch by taking a picture with them after a game or signing an autograph. And, and from little kids to – grown-up kids and adults, and, but, but what happens is the kids' self-esteem grows with each good move, with each good decision and good choice that they make in life off the field that I think it affects their performance on the field. Once they get on the field, uh, their confidence is higher. They, they feel they deserve to win. They deserve to have success. When you have that type of uh, belief inside, I think it, it, it enhances your performance and gives you a better shot to succeed.
0: You know, one of the things that I've been most impressed with uh, being a part of, of your program and system here since 2009 is just the amount of motivational material and ways that you use to motivate your team from t shirts to highlight videos to pregame stories. Can you talk a little bit about the, the importance of motivation and, and not just? one day motivation but consistent right. motivation and some of the tools that you use that any of the coaches who are watching this might be able to then go,
1: go use in their program well you know we've been doing it for years and, and now to, in today's day with, with technology and all the iPhones and how easy it is to make a video to uh, to research uh, different stories and poems and, and, and different quotes and things there's so many different websites like yours that you can you can steal the information if you will you can take, take the stuff and and use it, you know, uh, to your advantage, and that's all we've ever done uh, for for years is is, is to try to uh, get the kids to. Put themselves in a positive mindset, and it may be a story before a game. It may be a highlight video. It may be a video that has nothing to do with baseball. It might be about a World War II vet, or or, or some some other um, time where somebody handled adversity, you know, extremely well uh, when it would have been just as easy to give up. And so, you know, one of the goals is not just me, uh, but as uh, the, all the coaches is to find different areas. And I think one of the um, Misnomers, And uh, to use your quote, the, the, the start is what stops most people. And people think that they can't do this or they can't do that or I don't have the technology or, you know, I showed a video, but it, you know, I'm not sure if it worked. We don't go with the mindset that it's going to hit all 35 kids the same way. You know, I may tell, tell a story before the game. Uh, I realize that not all the kids, are, you know, that story may not reach all 35 guys, uh, but it may reach a couple. Uh, but I may tell a story to, uh, the next game or two games later or the video that we show on Friday night may hit, hit a couple people. But it's that constant, um, consistent, uh, motivational message, uh, overcoming adversity and uh, – Peak performance, playing with confidence, um, uh, community service, an attitude of gratitude, these different things. And I think over time, again, going back to that term Kaizen, continuous improvement in small increments over a long period of time, over time it wins out. Over time kids enjoy it. And over time kids play better, feel better. Uh, I think the kids appreciate it. I think the kids appreciate the effort. You know, uh, of the videos and the stories and the messages, they know that you're trying to uh, not only uh, improve their performance and enhance their performance. That you care about them. You know, uh, as a person and as a teammate.
0: You know, one of the things also that I've seen you do a lot is you know work at yourself first. Whether it's being on a treadmill and listening to a podcast, whether it's getting a book, the compound effect, and then passing it out to your staff. Uh, so that you're working at your development there or going to a national baseball coach's clinic. Could you talk a little bit about the importance of continuing to grow and not staying stale and, and some of the ways that you do that, some of the ways that you work to make yourself a champion so that you can then in turn win that championship?
1: Well, uh, probably the most asked question that I get is, you know, how did Coach Burtman do it? How was he so successful? Um, uh, in a nutshell, he would say that, you know, we had a system. You know, but what's amazing to me is uh, the bunt defenses and first and third offenses and a lot of the things that we do here at Ole Miss, we did in the 90s at LSU, but we also did in the 80s when I was a player. But I was amazed to know that he did it with his team in the 60s at Beach High School down in Miami. And so, you know, some of the things that we do as far as X's and O's on the field are very similar. Now, some have changed. And, uh, you know, on the field stuff, but also um, things that are part of the program, like I'm sure the Beach High School team didn't lift weights like the 2013 Ole Miss Rebels will lift weights. Um, motivation probably wasn't the same. One of the g- unique and, and great qualities that Coach Burman had was he was able to kind of stay a step ahead of everyone. Uh, he got into strength training before everybody else really got into it. He got into the the, the mental game and, and the, the motivational videos and stories and and uh, called on people like your mentor Ken Revisa and and others to 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 help him you know become a better coach. We all go to the American Baseball Coaches Association to try to pick up something on base running or pitching or hitting or bunting, uh, but we should try to pick up other things. And and some of the greatest resources uh, is the Internet and getting on the internet and reading books and uh, some of the best ones are about business everybody's in business not everybody plays baseball uh, but everybody's in business and there's some great leaders out there and uh, and so we're trying to pick up things I'm, tr- I'm trying to as we explained earlier uh, about the kids going doing stuff outside the program that enhances their self-esteem I think the same as coaches the more that we can pick up the more knowledge of how to be a better leader uh, how to be a confident leader how, how to get uh, you know your your team or your 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 workforce to, to provide format it's best these are all things that are going to ha- enhance your program and and make your life a lot easier and so you know i, I try every day to 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 delve into different areas, as you mentioned, from your you know podcasts uh, to uh, a book on tape while you're on the treadmill, you know music's great, but why not spend that thirty minutes listening to uh, to a book or a motivational speaker that it may be something that you could use later down the line? So you may be taking a half an hour out of your day for for personal use as you know running on a treadmill or outside or in a weight room. But maybe it's not even for personal use. That that thirty minutes on a treadmill, you're going to take a lot of that information that you were listening to um, on your iPhone uh, and use it later in a speech to your team, or in a motivational video, or even a concept that you could use on the field. Plus, just the exercise itself, I think, raises your self-esteem, gives you more energy, and in doing so, I think makes you a better coach. And I think you know we can we can all be a little more organized. I think we all can can use a little help. And and today, with the technology of the books on tape, and you know, everybody's going to spend a half an hour driving to work or driving to the airport, uh, you, you could be bettering yourself by learning and, and listening to something else uh, versus uh, just uh, vegging out, listening to music, or or watching television. Those all those things are good, but I think uh, we all have to monitor how much of that, how much of our time, you know, during the day or week is spent not accomplishing anything you know just sitting there you know in front of a sports center you know for the second or third time uh or you know watching some sitcom where you can do that a little bit but why not pick up a book and read 10 minutes before you go to bed you know why not uh, listen to something uh that's going to motivate you you know in a positive manner that may help you be a better baseball coach
0: last question coach appreciate you taking the time i know you're a busy man. If you could remove the skull cap of any of the coaches that are that are watching this video or are reading this interview, and you could plant one seed inside of their head, and you've got you've got sons that are in high school and playing for high school coaches, and uh, we'll go to college and we'll play for college coaches, and you, those are the coaches that you're talking to. And if you could take one seed of success, something that you know now that maybe you wish
1: you knew when you were getting started 20 years ago, uh-huh. what would that be? Well, uh, I think when I started 20 years ago, uh, I never even heard the phrase, the mental game. Um, there there wasn't uh, a person like you, a resource, you know, that you could lean on. Um, I think it's, it's one of these things, it's the hidden gem right now, uh, you know, of, of, of sports and athletics, not just baseball. And uh, I, I wish I knew probably more about it. I think there's a a, a misnomer where it's 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 just about uh, thinking positive. Uh, but to me, you know, we ask you to to do a lot for our program from teamsmanship and to build building you know, team building uh, to personal uh, development and, and getting guys to be you know uh, better uh, citizens and better people, not just better baseball players. And so to me, it's a, it's a systematic way of doing what our job is and that's to, to make kids a lot better uh, not just baseball players but people once uh, once they leave our program
0: Thanks for listening to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast Please make sure that you visit BrianCain.com That's B-R-I-A-N-C-A-I-N dot and sign up for my Monday message where every Monday I deliver straight to your inbox videos, interviews articles, tips, techniques, and strategies that you can use to master the mental game. You can also contact me through my website on our contact us page and see my calendar of where I'm going to be in the country and when I'm coming to your area so that we can get together and that we can continue to go out there and dominate the day.
1: The Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast is part of the Top Coach Network. This is a production of Corn Belt Sports.